Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, draft 412. We got some Pittsburgh Pirate talk in the offseason because the Pirates have been making some noise. But before, but first, before we go ahead, this is brought to you by Impact HVAC, my buddy Anthony Danilo over there, um, hooking people up. I mean, um, he had a thing going on a couple of weeks ago. If you buy a buy a, a furnace, basically he's giving a furnace to your friend for free kind of thing going on. So he's this guy will pull anything out. He's got a um, got a little card shop coming up too with uh, football helmets. Anthony's got a lot of stuff going on right now. So, Anthony, this is for you, buddy. I know you're not a the biggest pirate fan, but I'm gonna make you a pirate fan. So, it's brought to you by Impact H HVAC, and we got Dave Finoli on. Dave, this guy's written like 36 books. I want to say it's it's in there, right? In that range, uh, 38. Yeah, 38. Geez, yeah, I meant just about there. And and Dave is a big historian, but he's a Bigger Pirate fan, big Pirate fan. Um, love talking baseball with you, Dave. And, and the Pirates have made um, – starting to make – they started slow in the offseason, no doubt. They were, you know, Ali Sanchez and um, a couple minor league guys. They were they were starting slow. But they're starting to pick up steam now with the last couple signings and uh, trades. Well, um, they, they, they've made themselves a better team in the last week. I, th- I, I think. I think the big the big move they made. Uh, I, I'm going to start off with my favorite move they've made so far, uh, because I think this guy has potential to be like a breakout kind of guy once he gets in in his own known right field's his if it becomes his. I really like the kid we got from the uh, the Kansas City Royals. Um, um, uh, his name just slipped my mind. Edwin uh, Edward Oliveras. Edward Oliveras. Yeah, thank you. I just said a football player. Edward Oliveras. I think this kid, um, if you read his past and some of the stuff he's done in the minors, uh, he's got speed. He's he's basically a five tools player that never really gets a chance to show all five tools during the season because he don't play long enough. He he had a decent year last year though playing, and I think he's the the best move the Pirates have made so far because I think if he could take over right field, um, I I think he might be able to get a two sixty hitter that's capable of 15 to 20 homers uh if not 15 to 20 homers he's gonna be a gap guy uh doesn't strike out a lot i i, I like that i like that uh i like that move a lot by the pittsburgh pirates what was your favorite move so far by the pirates oh that's that's a favorite move i mean here's a guy yeah, um that uh you you could have stolen um nondescript prospect they gave up mm-hmm. um i i'm not sure kansas city who is spending uh some some uh money in the in the uh, postseason, 
uh, because they feel they can win a very weak, very weak uh, oh, yeah. uh, central division. But then they give this guy up. I mean, he, he you're exactly right. He looks like he has good gap power, a potential. Uh, I don't know if you remember Mike Greenwell from. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. From Lady, Lefty but, from the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, he looks like he could have that kind of gap power. Um, you know, good plate discipline. The only bugaboo seems to be uh, um, seems to have a bit of a uh, pardon my language candy ass arm in uh, the outfield. But I'm hearing that. I am hearing too that he could, if it came down to it, because uh, I know Swinski had a decent year last year with the power. But if something would happen to Swinski, I'm hearing he has the uh, he has the capability and the range to play center field. But then again, he, like you said, you know, he doesn't he have a, a great arm. You you need you need in center need field. Arm. In the long term, I mean, we saw when McCutcheon's arm went went bad his latter years in in Pittsburgh, that that ended up uh, he went from a Gold Glove to a detriment. That's true. Um, in in the outfield, he always had decent range, but you know, when your arm goes bad there, that that is a problem. You can probably hide a guy in in left field uh, with a bad arm, but it's tough to hide him in in center. And right, yeah, you're right about yeah. that. Um. Yeah. I like the Martin Perez and um, the Marco Gonzalez moves, too. I think they're two veteran lefties you add to a rotation. Um, are they, they, They're not the top of the rotation, guys. No, they're, they're four or five guys, three, four guys at, at the worst. Um, but I like Martin Perez. I think Perez, two seasons ago, um, in the American League, not that the American League is any different than the National League now, but I'm used to saying in the American League, I'm used to them having a DH. But he had a 248 ERA. Um, pitched really well for the Rangers. He lost his um, starting job this past season uh, towards the end. He ended up uh, getting moved to the bullpen once they got Max Scherzer. He became a uh, – just working out of the bullpen. But the guy the guy is consistently healthy. He's a guy that doesn't get hurt very often. He'll give you – if you put him in a rotation, he's a guy that's gotten 32 starts a couple years. He's a guy that just will be in that rotation. He's not going to go super deep into games, but he's a guy that throws strikes. I like them. I like him a lot, and I'm, I think the Martin Perez deal could be a deal that, um, if the Pirates do say extend to like 85, 86 wins this year, he might be a guy you can move um, during the, the break too. If it's you know you're bringing in a young guy like Skeens at that time, he can maybe move a veteran out to a team. Well, and that, that's what you're looking for. You're you're looking for guys they can plug in there for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you you in my estimation, you have the best young arms in the game in your minor league system. I think they do. Um, which is going to be huge. But, I mean, let's look at it. You you finished over five, three games over 500 uh, in the latter half of the year. With all young guys. With all young guys and a starting yeah. rotation that was bad. I mean, t- save uh, Keller. Um, Oviedo was... He had his moments. Potential, but he also got when he lost when he when he lost he lost big yeah but um i mean past that you were you were it was a patchwork uh, starting rotation right now you definitely need a uh, another arm in there because you you can't rely on um uh, roanzi contreras to necessarily come back to what he was um i mean he, he it was probably mental mechanical um, certainly doesn't seem like it was a physical issue. I mean, his, his rookie year, he had some of the best movement 
I've seen from a rookie in ages, probably since Jose De Leon's rookie season. I actually expected, I mean, honestly, I that was the biggest disappointment last year. I, I expected, I was thinking 10, 15 wins. This guy had that kind of stuff. He was throwing that yeah. good lot. Two years ago, he was, he was, there was games, I'm like, he was unhittable. I mean, he'd go three, yeah. four innings, get up a hit. It just, yeah. And that was, I think that was the most disappointing part of the season. Thank God for Keller um, stepping up his game last year because that would have been a, that would have been, that could have been a really a nasty season. Well, Ke- Keller did. And, and, um, I mean, Ortiz at the end of the year, I thought he, he seemed to regain his form, but at best he's going to be a four, a four guy in your rotation. Um, I think he has, uh, he, he should, uh, stick in the rotation this year. Um, but again, if he's your number two guy, you got problems. But now they don't have to worry about that. Um, Gonzalez so, is is a rich man's Rich Hill. Um, you know, he's, he's he's not as slow as Rich Hill, but and I think he's more effective than him. Um, I agree with you. I, I like the Perez deal. Um, I think that, and again, when these young kids come up, if you don't trade them, you you got probably some of the best four or five guys in the game. If those are your four or five guys. Um, I agree. And what do you, what do you think with, cause you, you, you've mentioned about five pitchers, but you said we still need one. Who, if you had a, if you had a map out the rotation right now today, no, no skeins, of course, we all know skeins is going to start right. triple way, double way. Right. Um, right. who's your five right now? Keller? Right now, right now your five is Keller, Perez, um, Gonzalez, Ortiz, and, Probably the fifth guy I would plug in there at this point would be Andre Jackson. So basically, that's, that that fifth spot's the one that you said we got we got to fill one more arm because you don't you, you don't want to go into the season with you don't want to go into the season with Andre yeah. Jackson. And I like I like Andre Jackson in the bullpen and and he actually if if you look at his stats he had a tremendous whip last year. His his problem was he gave up a lot of homers. I, I want to say he gave up ten and forty innings, which is which is insane, but. Other than the home runs, I mean, he he had a pretty solid year. Feel more comfortable with him in relief, though. And that's um, the one thing I was impressed with uh, Martin Perez's uh, stats because he doesn't throw hard. He doesn't throw. He very rarely throws a fastball, but he don't give up. Doesn't give up a lot of home runs. He's a, he's a guy that just keep. He's a guy that keeps you off balance. Yeah. And yeah, he's a, he's a crafty, crafty left hander. Mm-hmm. He, he could be one of them guys that are fun to watch. And mm-hmm. and and what do you think about the bullpen? You brought up Andre Jackson. You got Bednar. Um, you got, you got some decent arms. There. We have Jose Hernandez, who might not make the team. Uh, he's a young guy last year that pitched really well for being a Rule 5 guy. Who's the other arms in that bullpen that you think? Well, it, 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 to me, um, uh, it was probably the one piece that the Pirates were most successful on because generally they come into the season having to piece together veterans from other clubs. Yeah, they usually like, just pick up pick guys off yeah. the waiver wire, and that's their, their bullpen. and hope and hope they're good. But and they usually but, do a good job with that. I give them credit for that. But for the most part, is where you come out. You get Bedner, who's one of the best closers in the game. Could be the best in the National League at this point. I think you're right. Um, Majeski had, to me, the best. He he would have been the rookie of the year if you were giving out of all the rookies they had. To me, he would have been the rookie of the year. He's made himself the eighth inning guy. I agree I, with that too. I I I like what Holderman came in, and I and I disagreed with people that said he was trade Bednar. He's your closer because he did not do well in the clutch situations. No, he didn't. He's, he, had, he had a couple. He had a couple of really rough outings um, in big situations late in the year where yeah. 
and they did the old um he went went on the dl right after on the ir um injured yeah. list il um yeah. but i agree with you at the very beginning of that his pitching at the beginning of the season i was like man this guy i mean if he's on 100 miles an hour and the ball's moving it's yeah. i like Horderman. what do you think about moretta too you like moretta moretta he he actually was a great pickup um he he, he kind of had a poor middle of the season and I kind of liken that to, you know, this was his first long. He seemed to tire out. Um, but when they they sent him down to Indy, uh, he found his range in the last uh, couple outings he had at the end of the year. He was back to the way. So, yeah, I feel comfortable with Moretta in the middle. Um, Baruki uh, was a huge surprise during the year. Hopefully he can maintain that. He had a season like he never had before. So you got to wonder, was it a fluke or not? Hopefully it wasn't. Um, you have a guy like Bailey Falter, who was an opener. You know, he's a guy that might not uh, be there if they add some arms. Um, mm-hmm. Hernandez, as you said, was a big surprise as a Rule 5 uh, guy. But, you know, you hear rumors they want to stretch him out, try to make him a, a starter. The only problem is, other than Baruki, that's your only other left-hander in the in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, so that could be a, something that keeps him there. But... I think right now it's a bullpen that you can grow with. Um, and again, not all of those arms that you have in the minors are going to be starters. You only have so many starters. You have more good young arms down there than you have positions in the starting rotation. So um, that's true. Some I mean, the, some of those guys are going to end up in the pen too. That's true. We, we look at, we're doing a, a part um, prospect book right now. And I mean, you look through the, um, are you sort of our pitching is, is way better than our hitting right now in the minors? Would you agree with that? Like the top top end top end prospects, um, it's with the Solometos and the uh, you know the um, the oh yeah, it, it's not even close. Bubba, I mean, Bubba Chandler's. I mean, we have it's in Skeens. I mean, we, three of our top what three of the top um, or four yeah. of the top five are pitchers, right? I, I believe. Yeah, so. you're so, looking one, two, three, four. Five of the top six. Okay, that's what I uh, thought. And six of the top eight, and uh, seven of the top ten are are uh, are pitching prospects. And I mean, you look at it, and they're all legit. I mean, they're legit prospects too. I mean, not, right. none of them guys are guys that people around baseball know these names. I mean, they're uh, Solomento. I think is gonna be a guy that's gonna break onto the scene. After doing a, a little report on him. Just the way the guy watching video, the way that guy throws and how he hides the ball behind his back, and it, it just comes out so smoothly. And for for a guy that has all them quirky moves and all them quirky motions, he has the same wind up and delivery. Um, doesn't change his delivery. His arm, it's good for his arm strength. This kid, this kid's gonna be amazing. Um, well, he he is. He's he's a smart kid. He, he supposedly has has great baseball instinct and IQ. Um, in fact. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Bubba Chandler, who probably has the livest arm in uh, oh. in the system, but was not consistent, basically credited Salamita with inspiring him to work work harder. Um, and, and the results of second half of the year, Chandler was, uh, to me, the best pitcher in the system. I agree. Um, he, had, he had a great I second think. half last year, mm-hmm. uh, Bubba Chandler. And the kid, like you said, that kid's, I'm not going to say he's raw, but he's a kid that's finally just pitching now. So he's got yeah. time now that he's never had, but he's going to, I think that kid's got a long way to go to be 
to be as good as as a prospect as Solomon. I mean, he's a prospect like Solomon, but I think he'll he'll be here a little bit longer, take a little bit longer in the minors, a little bit more seasoning. I, I like Solomon to the lefty. Um, I love getting lefties in PNC Park. I just I love that feeling of you know, yeah. let these let these righties hit the ball three hundred and you know, sixty feet in the gap and let us run them down, uh, kind of thing. So we did the relief pitchers. We're happy with the relief pitchers. We know we need a starter. Let's get into the uh, position players real quick. Uh, the catcher, of course, we had a moment in the offseason where everything seemed like it was going wrong. We weren't really signing players. We lost Andy Rodriguez for a year, for the year, um, right after we got announced that we lost um, Oviedo for the year. So it was like we were adding more question marks at the time. Um, how do you see the catching position playing out? Um, who's the starter? Who's the backup going into the season? Yeah, you, you got, uh, I mean, you're a fool if you don't have Henry Davis as your starting catcher because of the potential bat. Um, Jason DeLay is, is, he's a backup. I mean, he had a surprising offensive year, but he was still a slap hitter. Um, you know, it's good to have him as a backup. Yep. Um, his kid, Ali Sanchez, that they, they signed to a major league contract could potentially make the roster as a, as a number three, um, catcher but again he's not he, he's not he doesn't have the upside of henry davis so henry davis has to be your catcher one question on that what you just said is it harder you think it's harder nowadays for um a national league team or any team american league national to, to about, about to keep three catchers with the limited benches now do you think most teams hold that extra pitcher and yeah well Teams are going to carry 13 pitchers with the way the game is situated now. And quite frankly, unless you have a guy who can double as a DH and Sanchez or DeLay aren't those people, I think it would be stupid to, to carry a third catcher. Or they could play another position even, but I don't think neither of them could play another position. Like like a, like a how if, if it was maybe three years from Andy Rodriguez might go about to play first base a little bit here and there, well, DH yeah. or you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah and, I, and agree, that, I agree with you there that would have made the sense if you kept three catchers there because mm -hmm. of the potential of that. And one of our signings going to the next position and I'm, I'm sort of torn because I've seen this guy light the pirates up. And I mean, light the pirates up. And I remember like telling myself, who the hell is Rowdy Telez and why is he always hitting the pirates so hard? Well, the pirates signed him. Uh, supposedly from what I read on Rowdy Telez is when free agency started, he wanted to come to Pittsburgh. As he said it from day one. That Pittsburgh was the team. I don't know if it's just a, a hurrah thing after he got signed or not, but he said that Pittsburgh was the team that he enjoyed watching. He didn't enjoy. He hated playing us is what he said in the first uh, beginning of the year last year. We couldn't, they couldn't beat us. He said, and yeah. he loved the atmosphere in Pittsburgh, loves the ballpark. What do you really get from Rowdy Telez? And here's a part that I don't like about Rowdy Telez is his defense is, it's rough. It's rough. I mean, it's it's below average. You got these young guys, especially like a, a Noel Cruz who throws the ball 101 miles an hour in the dirt. You're gonna need a guy over there that can scoop. And, and Carlos Santana was phenomenal with that. Is he is he a good signing in your in your? I mean, it's a good bat in the lineup. But overall, would you would you have made this signing? If if I'm going to hide a bad defensive player on my team for offense, that's where I'm gonna put him. Um, I, I, it's nice having a good defensive first baseman. Don't get me wrong, but needing a good defensive first baseman is probably overrated. Um, if you get the, the Telez of, of 2022, 
Well, you made a hell of a signing. Oh, yeah. 30, 36 homers, 35 homers. Right. But, you know, if you have the Telez last year, you're probably going to trade them uh, uh, midseason because – and don't forget, I mean, we all loved Carlos Santana, but we all loved him because he had a good uh, two weeks before he got traded. Other than right. that – a bit of a disappointment uh, offensively. Well, he wasn't uh, offen- offensively. He was. Offensively, he definitely was. Defensively, he totally opened my eyes to his. Um, he was good. You never heard. Yeah, you never really heard much about him as a defensive player in the, in, when he played with Cleveland. And, yeah, he, was, and he, he was. He was good. He just, again, you know, I don't. I don't want a good defensive player only at first base. If oh yeah, you need it. Go with that. Put put Triola there. Um. But you you want some pop, um, so so we got Rowdy at first. Um, yeah. You see Connor Joe getting some at bats against lefties, of course, right? You think I might be a little not a, a straight out platoon, but he, you might see Connor Joe get some at bats over there as well. He'll get some at bats there. He'll get some at bats um, in the outfield. You know, he'll get his two fifty to three hundred at bats. Moving over to second base now. Second base is a, a spot that. Second and short, it seemed like the Pirates had this big influx, and they're starting to lose some of their um, their players. And Marcano is gone now. Um, they still got. Do you think the second baseman is Leo Pagero? You think he's going to start at second base? I think he'll start the year at second base, unless Gonzalez um, just has an outrageous uh, spring training. Um, with the way this, with signing of Andrew McCutcheon, with having Oliveras on your twenty-six man. The loser of the uh, Pagero um, uh, Gonzalez spring training battle is going to Indianapolis. Um, and probably you got to give a little edge up front just because Gonzalez had such trouble against off speed pitches last year. He had one hit, and that was probably his last hit, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he hit he hit fastballs really good, but once they figured out um, he couldn't hit off speed pitches, that's what he got. So he went back to Indy. He did seem to improve. Um, but I would probably give Pagaro a little bit of a edge at the beginning of the year, maybe get Gonzalez a little more seasoning at AAA. But I think Gonzalez has the bigger upside, and I think he eventually will be your starting second baseman. I think that's a good point on that. I think um, Pagaro, what he did last year in that little bit of a flash where he just showed some pop, like some big pop, I think eventually – he could be like that guy that rotates around the infield as a bench player. Not this year, but like, you know, he could be that guy that you just have or a guy that you have, use as trade bait. But I agree with you. Nick Gonzalez is a pure, he's a, he's a professional hitter. Once he gets, yeah. once he gets tuned in, that guy's going to be, um, going to be a 280, 290 hitter that can still hit, you know, double digit home runs. So I have no problem mm-hmm. with, with that at all. And great. Real, fa- real fast before we go to shortstop, we know it's going to be O'Neill Cruz anyways, but do you have, is Jared Triolo, is he, um, is he pretty much a guaranteed bench spot because of his second base, first base, third I base? Think, he can do a little bit of everything. I think he is. I think next to uh, Brian Hayes on this team, he's the best defensive player they have. I think um, so, too. And, and you need that. I mean, Jawan Bay, who we don't – in our book, we don't project him as making the 26-man uh, roster. He was such a disappointment at second base defensively. Yes, Love his speed. Um you know, he made some great plays at center field, but he can't be your center fielder because of his arm. Um, and, and he wasn't consistent with his, in my estimation, he wasn't consistent getting to the balls. Um, 
Yeah, he took weird routes. For a guy as fast as he was, he would um he didn't read the ball off the bat as well as he should have. I think it's what I might want right. to say. And that's um, that's probably just an experience thing. Um, I agree. But but I think Triolo seemed to make adjustments in his hitting because he was a, a reputation as a okay bat, but a great defensive player in the minors. He was probably uh, uh, the best offensive rookie last year. I'll tell you what, I, I saw him battle. He was a, he was a, there wasn't too many players on that team when they got an early two strikes on him that I didn't give up on. And Triolo's a guy, he just battles. He's one of them guys that, you know, he'll, he don't give up in a bat. And I love that. I love that feeling about him. Cause I think the, I think Major League Baseball nowadays have too many guys that, oh, well, I had my, had my chance at the fastball, missed it. Now I'm just going to swing as hard as I can now and strike out. I, I hate that. I love the way Triolo attacks each at bat and goes in and has some very good at bats. And for a young guy like he did last year, very impressive. Um, oh, would agree. Would agree. I he he was probably the one who surprised me the most. And I, I think was, him and uh, him and Piguero, um showed me more than I expected. I would say yeah. that like we already talked about Contreras was a disappointment. Um, Davis, I see the potential in his bat. Um, He's another guy that I love the way he play. He, he he wears the game on his sleeve, and to me, you know, he does. And d- don't uh, forget, the injured hand probably had a lot to do with his oh uh, with his low batting average. And Kevin Gorman just said this at the um at our last podcast at um Gorman's is that he went into the locker room one time after a pirate loss, and he went up and said, "Hey, hey, Henry, how you doing?" And Henry Davis looked at him and goes, "Terrible." And Kevin Gorman didn't know. He's like, well, something, something's wrong. Are you all right? He's like, no, man, I hate, I don't want to, I hate losing. I'm tired of losing. And he said, that, and Kevin said that he's, he definitely is a guy that he ain't faking what you see on TV. He's a guy that wears the game on his sleeve. He goes in the locker room. He's going to be that guy that he's going to be a future leader of that team on the that's, road. He's just, that's you know. what they need. Hopefully he can play wide receiver and, and, uh, <laughs> you know, be a leader on the Steelers. Oh, we need that there too. So we yeah. know we got Cruz at short, and we got the Gold Glover at third base. Congratulations to Cabrian Hayes. Um, yep. By the time, it, uh, the best defensive third baseman, not the best hitter that has a decent glove, won the, uh, you know, they, they gave it to the guy, the right guy for once. Well, so. Although the last two months of the year, he was a pretty damn good That's hitter. That's true. That's true, too. And he's going to be, this ain't going to be a one and done for the Gold Glove Award. So set up, uh, get your man already, Brian, because uh, you're going to have about, I say six, seven more uh, if you keep at it. This guy's just amazing with the glove. Sure. Um, in my lifetime, I thought I was young when it happened. I thought Chico Lean's glove was phenomenal. I was like, oh my God, this guy's amazing. But I'll tell it you was, what. But not, not in game seven in the like, 1992. <laughs> no, it wasn't. That's what people blame Bonds, but it all started with Chico. People forget it started with Chico. Yes, it um, did. We know the AFL pretty much is going to be Sawinski in center. Uh, Reynolds and left. Um, no issues there. As long as as long as Sawinski to me has to start showing better at bats. I know twenty six homers is twenty six homers, but he goes through periods where we're talking. Me and you talked about before. He can go a week without a ball play. It looks yeah. yeah, it looks really bad. Yeah. And right field, we talked about Oliveris. Who's another guy that you think may be able to beat? Maybe able to fight Oliveris and beat him up. Well. The the only other guy I have in there um, is Palacios. I think another guy had a great se- better season than yeah. anybody expected. Yeah, he, he had tremendous at Indy. 
in in September he he looked good and he was there in clutch situations, which which I like. Um, still at that point, you know, Oliveris probably is the guy who's going to log uh, uh, the time there, and he could turn himself into. I don't want to say a star, but he could turn himself into one of the better outfielders in the league. Um, Honest to God, I, I think Oliveras could be, and I hate to put up a, a pressure kind of thing. He could be a guy like like a Jason Bay who came here. We, we didn't know much about him. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my gosh, this guy could play baseball. Like, what, 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 was they, what was he doing in Kansas City? But um, Say the same thing about Andy Vance like When he came here, he was a disappointment. Yeah, I mean St. Louis is like what fourth or fifth high footer, wasn't he in yeah. St. Louis? He wasn't yeah. wasn't making her team. So yeah. I like I like the makeup. Then the DH you got McCutcheon, of course. I think that um when we face a bunch of righties in a row, maybe five or six, I think um you'll see Rowdy Telez get thrown into a DH spot here and there just to get, you know, get him off the field kind yeah. of thing. I think it'll be the two guys, but I think McCutcheon should get um a good bit of the at bats or uh, as a as a DH. Yeah. Um overall if the if the Pirates go into the season with the position players that we just mentioned, and they do add one more starting pitcher, how do you feel? Do you feel this team is better than they left they left last season? It's a, it's a much better team. I, I mean, Telez gives you the potential of having a twenty five to thirty home run man. We haven't had that at first base uh, since Alvarez. Um, Second base, I mean, again, it's you had so many rookies. You got to get your feet red as a, as a rookie. Rarely do they come out and play their best ball their first season. So you're going to see improvement there between Pagaro and Gonzalez. And if Gonzalez is a player, we both think you're going to have a huge improvement at second base by the end of the year. Cruz is a beast. I mean, they talk yeah, about. I can't the- wait to see him play again. Well, they talk about De Los Santos at, at uh, with the Reds. You know, we're talking even better than Cruz. But look at look at the stats over the course of the year. Cruz had a much better rookie year than uh, De Los Santos actually ended up being. Uh, but De, yeah, De Los Santos, if, if people stop paying attention, there was a reason why. Because he hit the wall about, about mid-July. I think yeah. the, the second part of the season, he, he hit like three home runs. where he, he hit a lot of his homers at the beginning and – and that's everybody went on that like, that big kick. I think I think Cruz is definitely. I mean, Cruz is in his, a league of his own. If he if he plays the way he can play, there's not a, another guy in Major League Baseball like yeah. him. I mean, it's just no. amazing. And and those who want to get him out of shortstop, here's a reason why I don't pull him out of shortstop. A, he looks awkward getting the balls. The first thought I had about him when I saw him at Altoona was, oh my god, this this guy can't play shortstop. But you know what? He got the balls that nobody else was getting to because of his his size. Oh yeah, he he grabs six foot seven. He's getting balls that should be ticketed to left field. That should be ticketed up the middle. Exactly. Plus, the most important part of him, with the bigger bases, you get more infield potential hits. So you need an arm at shortstop, and there is no better Big arm time. in the game than than O'Neill Cruz. You're not kidding. You need to go to make that throw, and make that throw consistently. Yeah, and and I mean. We're going to get a better version of Hayes this year than we had for half a year last year. He was another disappointment for half a year until he came back from injury, and then he became the player we all thought he could. Um, so your infield is improved. Um, 
your your catcher. I mean, if Henry Davis can hit, I don't think he's a better defensive catcher than um, than Andy. But uh, you know, my God, if he if he reaches his potential at the plate, and in two thousand twenty five, nobody's going to give a damn about framing pitching because it's going to be. Don't think I worry about a little bit with this team, and you pretty much talked about it is. If Telez is giving up a couple couple blades, I mean, they don't even errors, but they're got their balls that he just ain't scooping. Or if he's rough at that, I mean, who knows? He might be better, might be not as bad as I'm thinking. But and then Davis giving up extra bases here and there, which I'm sure it's going to happen at the beginning. I'm sure he's going to be. It's going to be a work in progress behind the plate, and we had that with Rodriguez last year. Right. Do you think? Do you think um, that I could that could go a long way having a bunch of veteran pitchers and that like, hey, yeah. that's all right. Like you know, you want to bring a bunch of you might have a, a rotation with three young guys that are just, come on, man. I'm I'm throwing my, you know, I'm pitching my ass off, but you're, you know, well, pass ball here, pass ball there. You think it's a, a good mix to have um um a Martin Perez, a Martin Perez, and a um a Marco Gonzalez in there that just understand like, okay, you know, we're building. Let's go. Let's you know. Well, well, yeah, I mean, look look at what this team did in August and September last year with a crap pitching starting rotation. I mean, is Gonzalez and Perez much stronger than than Falter and uh, and Jackson? You better believe they are. Oh yeah. Um, uh, I mean, that's a, that's a huge upgrade. As I said, Ortiz. I thought it was overblown what they were saying about him early last year. I didn't think he was. He struggled a little bit, but not not horribly. I didn't think so, and he was pretty solid at the end of the year. Um, you need one more pitcher. You do need one more pitcher. And again, give me the offense at first base over a couple scoops here or there. I, I mean, you know, in today's game, you need offense. You need offense. And definitely said, true. And we've so, we've been that's the one thing that the pirates have not um we've not had that lineup really click yet. Like, and I think this year. Um, if you look at the, I mean, if O'Neill Cruz, Cabrian, if Cabrian Hayes hits like he did in the second half, which I think that's more, that's closer to being a Cabrian Hayes type hitter than yeah. the first half. I don't think it's a stretch to say that that could, that could be his normal, normal way of hitting him. He was a good, a great hitter sure. all coming all the way up. Um, sure. you got Cruz, you got, say, Peguero's hitting for pop again, hits 10, 12 homers, and, and you got Telez at first, and you got, we, we talk about maybe Oliveris being a breakout candidate, and you got, you know, hopefully Sawinski making some headway. I mean, it's, it's his no. first full season as a major leaguer. You're gonna gonna struggle, and he struggled. He's, that's he's the one I'm mo- most concerned about in that lineup, to be honest, um, because of the way he struggled. I mean, when he struggled, oh, it was horrible. It was it was painful. I actually wanted yeah. to reach out and let me just take that bat and hit for you, man, because it was yeah, it was bad. But Dave. I want to thank you for filling in tonight, and hopefully going forward, we're going to have Dave on as our pirate guy going forward. And just talk baseball during Love the season. It. We'll talk about, you know, what's going on the rotation. Look for the book coming out too. Uh, Dave, when's that book coming up? March, you said, right? We we should see it in uh, in actually we should see it by the end of uh, February. Um, in That's time awesome. for spring training, it's going to encompass everything you want to know about the Pirates. You're going to have a complete list of how they did in 23, what we project in 24, uh, huge scouting reports on the top 50 uh, 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 prospects by the most knowledgeable uh, 
uh, people in the game on Pirate Prospects, including JT. Um, and uh, we're going to have some great historical articles from uh, myself and one of the great pirate historians, John Drecker. Um, it, it's it's a must if you're a pirate fan. It's a must book. I, I honestly, I'm I haven't been this excited about a project um, since I very first did my very first draft guide a long time ago. Because it was my first time I ever wrote something I thought was cool. But now that I, I see how things work, and this is going to be just it's going to be phenomenal. I mean, I, I can't wait to have it by my side during the season. Yeah. So yeah, and I can't wait to pass it out when I go to spring training this year. And I'm going to be like, hey, check this out, guys, because I, I appreciate it. And Dave, I appreciate you. I love being a partner with you. Um, I, I wish you and your I wish you and your family a happy Merry Christmas. Uh, you, be JT. safe. Be safe. Um, be happy. Everybody just be happy out there. You know, everybody just be happy. Be happy. What, what sports be happy? That's what sports love, are for. Love your family. Just love your family. Uh, everybody take care of your families this this uh, holiday season, Dave. Um, yeah. Say Give your grandkids love from me. I got I got my little granddaughter. I'll tell you what, it's the best feeling of being a grandfather is this time of the year. I, this is the closest I became to being a kid is Absolutely. watching my grandchildren. And I got my little buddy. Oh, my, I got the... my son's <laughs> so, Can't beat that. Mine are upstairs right. right now. They they bother me during the podcast. So <laughs> this is good. But Dave, thank you. Thank you for people listening in. And we're off the clock. Thank you, Dave. You got it. Have a good Christmas. <laughs>